Thank you all for listening. Welcome to Bit Party Goes to the Movies. It's a new Bit Party short about current films and what we thought of them. I'm your host, Jared Cotta. And I'm your host, Brendan Cotta. Brendan, this is a new Bit Party short. We are used to taking in-depth looks at movies that are a little bit older. Mm-hmm. But recently, you bought us, very generously, got us movie passes, which means that we can go to three movies per month for a very low price. Yep. Yep. It seemed like as movie professionals, it was time to have something like that. I agree, because we, our, our public really wants to hear about the movies that are out now, and as much as I love reviewing old movies that we find on Netflix... You know, we have to be contemporary. It's nice to have this option. This was our first movie, and we decided to go with one that's been getting a lot of buzz because it's about somewhat of a controversial topic. It's about a very popular uh, music group, and it is just incorporating so much pop culture into it um, that it's been like going crazy uh, amongst our friends, amongst people our age, and and probably other people that are, are fans of this musical group. On this episode, we're talking about Bohemian Rhapsody. Imagine... Thousands of people doing this in unison. Huh? Well, what's the lyric? We will, we will Is the story of the the musical group Queen, uh, especially focusing on their lead singer Freddie Mercury, who is obviously well known for his incredible musical talent, but also served as somewhat of a cautionary tale about sexual promiscuity and um, the dangers of this like rock and roll lifestyle, which en- ended up leading to his death after he contracted HIV and uh, died of, of AIDS. Uh, so we don't want to go into too much about the, the film because we encourage people to watch it. Uh, we're going to give our, our review of it now, um, but also there's some pretty cool facts about this film that uh, uh, you've brought up, that you looked up, Brendan, and uh, that I think are, are really interesting as well. Uh, but I just want to start by saying that this is actually the largest grossing musical biopic ever. Wow. Yeah, and there's been a lot, and there's been some good musical biopics recently, but this one really seemed to capture the audiences. Yeah, people were really excited to see this one. I think it had something to do with the cast and something to do with the prevailing love for Queen mm-hmm. that made people kind of flock to it. I totally agree. But, you know, what? something that's really interesting about this film is it took quite a while to get off the ground, and, and you looked into this a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, I checked it out, and um, I was actually hesitant to see this movie when it first came out because I know that it had been in development for something like 10 years. Oh, really? Yeah. They've been trying to get it made, and they couldn't reach an agreement with the current members of Queen that are the, the living still members. Oh yeah, the living members of Queen that are um, around to control the music and movie rights, and the director and the lead actor. Uh, so originally, this movie was going to star Sasha Baron Cohen as Freddie Mercury, as Freddie Mercury, and be directed by Stephen Frears. Okay, Frears left the project pretty early on because he kind of butt heads with the members of Queen. Uh huh. And then those same members didn't like Sasha Baron Cohen for the role. They thought he was too much of a comedic actor, and he just didn't fit. So right as this movie was starting to get off the ground, it was scrapped immediately, and they had to redo the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like, new script, new actor, new director. Oh, okay. So I just thought that with all this turmoil, they would come out with something that was maybe not as good as it could have been. Mm-hmm. And boy, was I wrong, Yeah, I think. Well, I think that they did an amazing job casting when all was said and done. Rami Malek looks awesome as Freddie Mercury 
And uh, the rest of the band members, when you look back at the old pictures, also look incredibly like their uh, real-life counterparts. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I think Rami Malek got a lot of attention, which is just because he had the, the movements down and like the, the face was perfect. But even still, everyone else looked great. Galileo Figaro! Hiya. Jesus, how many more Galileos do you want? One more, one more. One more. The band originally wanted to make this movie a little bit more about their rise and their triumph post-Freddie Mercury, like how they were able to kind of continue on without their their leader, essentially, which is certainly the movie that nobody wanted. Yeah, that's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that, like... Well, it makes sense, though, because you know all their hits that have come out after Freddie Mercury died. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> in my opinion, they did a great job in the movie of making the rest of the band important. Mm -hmm. and uh, likable and good characters, and they developed everybody, at least appropriately. Uh, So I'm glad that they were able to convince the surviving members of Queen that people are coming to hear about Freddie Mercury, that it is very topical right now, uh, the way that he was treated, the way that he, uh, you know, triumphed over HIV, despite, you know, the stigma that came with it during that time. Brennan, how would you rate this movie? We saw it just the other day, and it's an emotional film. It was for me. I'm interested to know what you thought of it. I would go as far as to give this movie probably an eight. Mm -hmm. You know, I liked what they did with Freddie Mercury's whole journey. I thought that was powerful. I thought the acting was incredible. Would I call it, like, the best movie of the year? I don't know about that, but it was a lot of fun. It was an easy watch, and I thought it was made really well. So I would say 8. That's a good rating. I would say maybe like a 7.5 for me. I thought that the film was incredibly well done, very well acted. The cinematography, in my opinion, was very good. Um, I liked that they incorporated some of the kind of old school transitions with like big dates and numbers and and cities coming at you and some graphics. Uh, That really felt like it was from the time. It played very well not just as a as a biography movie but also as a period piece so for that reason it was really excellent i think that some of the some of the technical parts i felt were a little lacking i i talked about it right after we came out of the theater mm-hmm. that in some of the times when freddie mercury is just trying out a new song or or kind of practicing uh, one of their new um, hits not even on, on, at the mic but just kind of performing it to himself to practice it still felt a little recorded obviously Rami Malek is not the the singer even then it felt like they needed to tone down how clean the the sound was I could definitely see that yeah Yeah. that makes a lot of sense Uh, but overall I really liked it and I think 7.5 really really recommend the the film would you recommend it to your friends oh 100% what, would you say that this movie has rewatchability? If it came to Netflix, would you check it out again? Definitely. What about it makes it rewatchable? I think that because it has this historical significance and relates so much to what actually happened, like the band's actual journey, I think it'd be cool to go back and find things that I missed so that I knew more about Queen going forward. 
I think that their interactions were very genuine in, on the film. That's what, something that I liked about it. One of the reasons that I would say it was rewatchable was because like the whole last twenty minutes are like these sustained emotional moments, uh, like where I'm almost in tears. Oh my gosh! Yeah. It was like so intense. Uh, you know, again, I don't want to do any spoilers, but it, I highly recommend seeing the film with maybe a little Kleenex with you if yeah. you're if you're prone to crying during films. This I think holds the records for the longest that I've been choked up from a movie. Love of my life, don't leave me. You've taken my love. I think we gave it pretty good ratings, and uh, one thing that I wanted to mention about this film is that critics hate it. They really do. It's they really, surprising. They have not. They hated it to an obnoxious extent, in my yeah. opinion. The like, point where it seems like intentional and directed. Like Metacritic gave it a forty-two percent. That is crazy. It's wild. Um, but, and I think that it was ironic that in the film, they're talking about the song Bohemian Rhapsody before it comes out. and it, or when it, As soon as it comes out, and it gets panned by critics. Yeah. The, it, they show all of these things on the screen talking about how it, it's like a crazy song, and it does, it's gibberish, and it doesn't yeah. make sense, and nobody it's can so listen to it. It's so itself. Right. Yeah. It's very pretentious. And, but the crowds and the, the youth and the people love it. And the same exact thing happened with this movie. <laughs> Critics hate it, but if you look at the user and the viewer rating... It's like a shocking difference. Yeah, it's tremendous. Yeah. So I think that that is, is, is something that's really funny about it. Yeah. This would not be a bit party show if we didn't talk about our favorite bit part character and maybe even give like a minute pitch for a potential sequel to <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> Yeah, let's do it. Okay, who would your bit part be? My bit part would be the band's lawyer-turned-manager, whose name is Jim Beach. Uh Early on in the movie, when they first introduce him, Freddie Mercury gives him the nickname Miami, because Mm -hmm. Freddie's flamboyant and crazy, Mm -hmm. and Jim is too boring. Mm -hmm. So Miami Beach, and I think my movie would be about Jim taking on this new persona of Miami. Mm Mm-hmm. And going home and trying to use it in his everyday life. And everyone sees him as this, he's just this ridiculous man kind of going through a midlife crisis. Mm-hmm. But he sees himself as these two different people. There's boring old Jim Beach he used to be. And now he's Miami and he's strong and confident and yeah. sexual. In the background, they did a great job of showing his transition. Yeah. To the point where he was at Live Aid and, and kind of, uh, you know. Breaking the rules. Breaking the rules. Yeah. He dresses differently at the end. And right. I think that's, there's an arc of his transition into... Miami. Mm-hmm. The bit part that stole my heart was John Reed, who's played by Aiden Gillen, who's most famous for Littlefinger <laughs> in Game of Thrones. So naturally devious. Yeah, he's so naturally devious, and um, I think that my this might be a little bit of a spoiler alert, but my bit part movie would be after he's dismissed by Freddie Mercury for trying to give him a solo contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, what happens to him? Does he stay in the music industry, oh, and does he try to find a group that will rival Queen? Interesting. So that oh, he can like get that. back at him. Yeah. So that that's would be how my he part finds Smash Mouth, and then he, and then <laughs> he meets Steve Harwell, <laughs> and that is when he finds Steve Harwell, and together <laughs> they find they found and bring to life Smash Mouth, Queen's greatest rival. Truly. <laughs> I want to break free. I want to break free from your lies. Yeah, so well, that's it. This is our first bit party goes to the movies. It was a lot of fun, and we're going to be doing 
more of these, hopefully, and of course, as we see more films. If you think that we should see something that's in theaters right now, make sure to write to us on our Instagram or on our Twitter and let us know what you're loving right now. But we'll be back at the theaters pretty soon with another film. Hope you enjoy this. Go check out Bohemian Rhapsody in theaters now. Please.